Hi everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Hans Pearson, CEO of the Store Local Group. And I'm Mark Gregg, I'm the National Head of Revenue for Store Local. In light of recent events, we thought we'd get some experts from all around the globe to share their experiences and give us something to take away and apply it into our businesses over the coming days and weeks. We're really excited, so let's get into it. Okay, so today on the Storecast, delighted to have Ben Cohn, who is co-founder and CEO of Taxibox, uh, Australia's leading mobile uh, storage uh, business, which uh, which Ben founded uh, some years ago and has really quite passionately um, grown some space in the Australian self-storage market with some really strong branding uh, and energy uh, in this space. And, uh, and it's been uh, really good to get to know Ben personally over the last year. Uh, full disclosure, we've done some commercial, we did a commercial transaction together uh, in 2019. Uh, so from mind, it's been really good to understand the taxi box business a little better. Uh, Store Local's not in the mobile uh, storage business, uh, uh, but um, the guys have certainly got a presence here uh, in, in the Australian market, uh, which, which is fantastic. So discussion today with Ben is really just to, um, as with our previous episodes, understand from Ben how he's found the last two or three months um, and get some learnings from Ben for the benefit of uh, people um, that are watching and listening uh, in various markets around the world. So. Uh, happy Monday to Ben. How are you going? Good, Hans. Thank you so much for the lovely introduction. Um, uh, and yeah, so the position of us being the leading mobile storage company in Australia, um, we, we sure like to think so, and hopefully that is the case, but yeah, not, not exactly sure where it sits, I think. Um, but yeah, so, so is the plan, is the plan um, Hans, would you like a bit of an introduction about uh, Taxi Box and what it is that we do? Yeah, uh, starting point. Sure, why don't you describe Taxi Box, quickly go through the journey and, and what you guys do and the scope of your business so that people uh, uh, watching and listening get a bit of a context of, uh, of the business. Sure, so um, Taxi Box is, as Hans said, a mobile self-storage company. Um, we operate across the three major metropolitan regions in Australia. So that's Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane. Um, Probably the majority of our works around 80% or 75% of the business is mobile self-storage, which is a storage unit getting delivered to a customer's front door. They fill it up, lock it, and then we return them back to a storage facility. Um, about 15% of the business, which is actually a fast-grown part of the business, is on-site storage units. So we're dropping um, units to customers' front doors. They fill them up and leave them on-site as a shed. Um, we've got our interstate moving services. So that's delivering between the three cities. Uh, the taxi boxes and then we've recently ventured off into mobile call rooms which um, we've had some pretty good success with up until up until the COVID um, pandemic. Um, in terms of the scale of the business so uh, like I said we operate in three major cities um, you know we'll continue our expansion as time goes on but um, yeah six sites um, occupy over 20,000 square meters of space uh, and and uh, have around 45 team members nationally. Uh, and all remains company owned. So we, we, we don't see the franchise model as a viable opportunity in the space in Australia. Great, fantastic. And Ben, can you just share with us how Taxi Box has managed its way through uh, what's been a pretty interesting 2020 
Yeah. Uh, some highlights, some lowlights. How's trading been? Um, yeah, just give us a bit of a, a rundown of how you've found the last few months. Sure. Um, I'll start with the highlight. Uh, the highlight is is the announcements being made, uh, I think middle of March, that there's going to be a lockdown taking place and um, us frantically running to um, reduce our team size in order to, to deal with the lack of, of demand. Um, only to find the next four weeks being probably the busiest four weeks we've ever, ever had in the business. And so we'd experienced a massive surge uh, in inquiries related to COVID um, for a host of reasons. And so March was, was kind of gangbusters for us, to be honest. Um, and then um, I kept them waiting for the drop to take place. I think when the, when the property market was switched off with, uh, with open for inspections and options, uh, that's when we really knew that, that, that that would have an impact on us. And so... We definitely have, have experienced a slowdown uh, between April and May, uh, pretty materially, to be honest. Um, but um, so from that perspective, the high was uh, the lovely surprise that it would be really busy. Um, and then the low, I guess, being that it's, um, you know, been a bit quieter. Um, that being said, um, I mean, I, you know, tangibly, how much of a low is it? You know, we're doing much better, I guess, than most companies would be doing currently in the Australian economy. Um, and, you know, I think the low is probably more of a personal thing in that, uh, it's just kind of hard to see a lot of businesses, uh, in this position, even the local cafes, but that's a totally different sort of, um, kettle of fish with what's going on around us. Yeah. yeah it's amazing times, no doubt. Mm. Ben, uh, any key challenges just to sort of get to the, to the real sort of guts of it, um, in terms of, so, so any issues with delivering uh, taxi boxes to people's footpaths or, or have you managed the distancing side of things and yeah, some yeah. of the, the practical things that you've managed on a day-to-day -day basis would be good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we kind of followed, we're pretty proactive in following the, the, the main guidelines that were set out and we tried to push as hard as we could in terms of um, really distancing ourselves from our customers. I think we're in a unique position in that um, our business allows us to continue to operate without uh, much contact with our customers so we've and we always have used a lot of technology so we never really have a paper trail in our business um, and so we're able to drop taxi boxes at customers front doors without actually meeting the customer greeting the customer um, and, and obviously we introduced a variety of measures so we had three quarters of our, of our head office working remotely we still have a couple of staff or well, few staff members in the office um, working um, we also um, have given away um, bottles of sanitizer to each of our customers as, as a surprise. So waiting for them in, in the taxi boxes was a little small branded bottle of a taxi box sanitizer that we created um, to kind of help out in the process. So that goes towards a lot of the marketing initiatives that we run. Um, and yeah, so I'm just trying to think about other things that, that, uh, that we kind of did around this, this period. Um, well, just to help you out, just to help you out, another question, I guess, is were there any differences in the sort of customers that were reaching out to you? Did any different trends from residential to business or, or any, anything that stood yeah. out? Yeah, the reasons for storage obviously changed pretty dramatically. Um, the, the early days were people that had lost all of their Airbnb bookings and had decided to... Um, you know, retrofit their Airbnb short-term rental as a normal rental. And so they just wanted to pull their stuff in storage so they could rent it out. Um, 
lots of early on interstate customers moving, you know, leaving the city because they'd lost their job and they went to moving back, back with their parents or they went to the country to work on a farm or something. Um, I mean, we, you know, we, we, we've um, helped out, um, I think it's called Newmarch, the old aged care centre in New South Wales. Um, and so that was a whole new category for us. I mean, they had, I think, 15 or 20 taxi boxes over in the, in the yard there, um, which they still actually currently do, storing PPE. Um, and so we did a lot of donation stuff as well, separate to that, uh, where we helped out some of the hospitals. We donated taxi boxes um, to store excess goods. So there was a bit of donation stuff that was taking place, and we, which we actually loved. And it's amazing how, how positive it's sort of the experience has been for us and the team. Um, and, um, and then now we've started seeing that sort of increase in offices that are starting to downsize out of their buildings and needing to store some of their furniture, which we haven't seen a lot of it come through and that's starting to trickle through now. So there's definitely an increase uh, in an emergent trend there that we've noticed. Um, <clears throat> but it's changed rapidly. And so similar to what's happened around us, I mean, we've kind of had very different reasons for storage that, you know, two months ago are very different to what we're experiencing today. Um, and I wish I had some really fantastic learnings out of this in terms of where the market's going to be in the future, but it's, um, it's I guess, hard to tell. And I, and, I, and I do believe that there's been more short bursts of demand that have taken place. And so as a longer term trend, I think it's very hard for us to, to kind of see where it's headed um, from the perspective of, of storage inquiries. I think, the, I think the office space is one that will continue on and trickle through as time goes on. Um, you know, Airbnbs will, will, will rise up again and people will come to, to Australia to rent them um, and people will move back to their, to their home cities once the jobs are reestablished um, and they can, you know, afford to rent again. I think, so I think the main thing for you, for you guys is that people are moving, right? Or they've got change going on, whether that's offices shrinking or people relocating. As yeah. long as there's, there's movement and change, then then there's a need for, for taxi box. Yeah. Uh, because you, your, your model's uh, a little different in terms of the length of stay, am I, am I right? Um, so do people tend to use taxi box for shorter stays or do you find that they're also there for quite some time? I think if you were to compare us to the general self-storage market, you'd find that there is definitely a, a, it definitely trends towards a shorter stay. Um, but that's also largely dominated by, well, and, and the reason, I think the reasons for that is the, the, the ease of the product and the use of the product in that um, there's less barriers to basically getting your storage organized. And as well as that, I think we've opened up other categories to the market which weren't there in the first place. So um, decluttering before a sale campaign is a very popular use for a taxi box, which may not have been so readily um, used for traditional storage. But I think on average, well, so, so that, that's the general premise. Um, but I mean, on average for us, and, and, and this is the beautiful thing in storage that most, most operators would know, the longer you've got a facility running, your average length of storage continues to grow because you always, you always have those customers that stay there forever and a day. And so kind of at our, at our, at our peak, um, you know, our longest running facility in Melbourne, um, you know, we'd have average length of storage is about a year and a half um, for customers that are currently in storage and people that have used us but have since checked out, I think the average length of storage for that is around five to six months. Um, 
And yeah, I think you would find that that's probably slightly less than the traditional storage industry for length of stay. Yeah. Yeah, fascinating. So, so I guess with so much change going on at the moment, and I agree, it's hard to take some long-term trends out of what's such an incredibly seesawing economic and health environment. The roller coaster, COVID roller coaster. That's it. That's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, without knowing what those trends are, um, but what we do know is that there's a lot of change going on, right? And typically, over over history tells us that when there's a major shock like this, migration occurs uh, and people move, people yeah. change their life. So for you guys, so long as there's movement and change, however that change might land, don't know, but as long as there's change, maybe that's a good sign. We'll have to wait and see. I think um, at the moment you raised the comment, or a comment on moving, but um, moving generally is really ground to a halt. Um, in terms of um, general, you know, living between properties and rentals and sales. And so the removalist industry is one that would be experiencing a lot of pain, I think at the moment. Uh, and they also don't have the recurring revenue, which uh, makes it a bit harder for them to, to manage that. Whereas uh, I think we've been a bit luckier with that. But yeah, um, yes, you're right. The move, movement does help at the moment. Some areas are moving and some are really, really quiet. Uh, so the, the more traditional parts of our, of our business uh, are definitely quieter at the moment. Understood. Uh, yeah. And have you seen, so in the Australian market, so over the, the Storecast episodes, we've interviewed people in the UK, in Asia, in the US, and you just see this different evolution of the shutdown and now happily the reopening, which even yeah. with different phases in the, within the Australian market, it's not even uniform within the Australian market. So different, different things everywhere. But certainly in the Australian market, there's a sense of some, we've managed the health side of things well. There's some optimism around the economics, uh, at least the opportunity to get moving um, and, and, and get, get businesses trading. Have you seen any change in inquiry? Uh, so you had a strong first month of this particular situation, a bit quieter. Have you seen any change in inquiry or, or is that still not emerging as yet? Um. No, it's kind of choppy. Um, we've had some real bursts of optimism, green shoots that have come through. Um, the Sydney market is particularly strong for us at the moment. Um, Melbourne's been pretty average and Brisbane's probably been the, um, the least performing of the three markets currently um, during this crisis. Um, so, I'm not exactly, yeah, I think it's too early for us to call where the trend is. I mean, I, I feel anecdotally that with things loosening up, it's going to only get better. But um, so far, we haven't really seen strong indicators of this uh, come through. It's been fairly, fairly choppy. Yeah. yeah. And well, the Queensland Premier is holding things back significantly. So maybe that's, maybe we're seeing that straight away, lack of movement in Brisbane um, and lack of movement in Queensland because we, we've got a Premier that just doesn't really want to get things moving at this stage. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. Uh -huh. I was about to say you should try, you should try Victoria. <laughs> pretty, pretty tight here as well. Ben, a recurring theme as we've spoken to people in different markets has been uh, the way that they've looked after their staff and just, being really conscious of, of the health and well-being, both physically and mentally of their staff. Any lessons, any, any activities that you guys have undertaken that you're happy to share with us? 
Yeah. Um, yes, I do. Got some uh, of our internal fun taxi box stuff that we do. So we, um, I mean, the, the fun things is that we, we've got a sort of head office with around 20 people. Um, and so we've got the, the vast majority of the team working remotely. So for us, um, Slack has been incredibly effective um, in creating a bit of the, or maintaining the culture. And so there's a feature on Slack, which is called tacos, where you basically hand out um, goodwill sort of tacos to someone if they're performing well for the day or if you feel that they've done something that deserves a taco. And so we've then aligned those tacos to actually giving away various gifts to our team members. So if you get 50 tacos, you get your $25 or $50 Uber Eats voucher. Um, if you uh, get 100 tacos, uh, you can order a, a branded memorabilia coaster for the office and we'll brand it for you in really creative ways. So we've done, we've kind of gamified the whole process. Um, we've got weekly challenges for the team. So we, we run sort of a weekly um, Zoom call with the entire team and we run weekly challenges where people win various prizes. Um, we've found what was quite effective is, and this is again, just the, for the fun that we like to have, we found ways to, and I won't reveal the, the secret sauce, but we found ways to get, um, I'll say B-grade celebrities to join our, our Zoom calls as a surprise halfway through the call and, um, and, and raise a, a taxi box comment through, throughout it. And we had, we had Dolph Lundgren. Now, some people are going to know who Dolph Lundgren is, some are not, right? Like Dolph Lundgren is like uh, an iconic Rocky V actor, right? Massive. And yes. I guess I'm showing my age because out of the team, I think maybe three people out of the 20 knew who he was. So I was shocked, shocked oh uh, beyond words. Anyway. Yeah. He's A grade, not B grade. Well, I probably shouldn't say he's, well, he was A grade. <laughs> and we've, had, we've had Lindsay Lohan, Lohan join. I mean, people knew her, but I yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, no, we've, we've had a bit of fun with that process. I mean, I mean, I, I kind of digress, but I think from a, from a staff perspective, we've always tried to treat our team in a sort of fairly human way, and the same as we've always treated our customers in a fairly human way. And I think we've been reasonable. So we've people are working remotely. That's that's fine. The drivers we never we never didn't force the drivers to do anything they didn't want to do. And so any driver that felt discomfort with with uh, with um, doing any of the work had the option to not to not drive if they wanted to. It was really optional for them. Um, and yeah, I think actually, Hans, I think you asked the question before about customers, but uh, obviously we were speaking about staff, but from, from the customer perspective, we made a decision fairly early on to be fairly proactive. So we um, introduced things that I think are probably quite unique in the storage space currently in that we, we actually offered deferrals for payments um, for customers that were struggling. Um, and we, we introduced sort of four to five um, measures to assist our customers that uh, were in storage that were struggling to pay. Um, and that, that, that I'm actually quite proud of in that it was quite effective. Um, it was quite choppy at the start because we had some real complaints from customers expecting that we should give them three months of storage. But as we all know, once you go down that path, you're in a bit of trouble uh, longer term with our customer. So we had to be quite creative in the way we actually set up um, support for the existing customers. And our past dues um, have remained incredibly reasonable, and I'm, I'm shocked because I would have thought that um, the past due customers would have skyrocketed during this period, but it hasn't really been the case. Um, yeah, which is surprising. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a common experience, I've got to say. Uh, and I certainly, it's still local. Our past dues have actually fallen, which is fantastic. We did yeah. offer, we offered a significant discount to existing customers for the first time. Uh, yep. Try and get ahead of what we thought would be a key risk of bad debts. So whether it was the discounting or, or whether a common experience we've had is that people just see that storage is valuable and they, they keep their payments up, I don't know. But, but certainly, I agree, it, it, the discounting that we undertook was received by customers as a real show of good faith. And yeah. you know, people remember how you treat them through periods like this. So if it's received that way, then fantastic. And if it has a good business outcome, then, then great as well. Um, yeah. And we measure the percentage of customers that leave us, that leave a review. That's actually really gone well for us. We normally get about 7% of our customers leaving us a five-star review. We're now at around 12%. So I think it goes to show that it's, it's helped out during this period. Yeah, congratulations. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and what sort of trends would you see in, in, in operating self-storage, mobile storage? Uh, are you seeing any... Any change in trends in marketing or, or the emphasis that you've got to provide to customers? Any any long-lasting trends, or is it really just still a bit a bit turbulent? Do you mean in relation to COVID trends, or do you mean just generally in the market? Just general, yeah. The, any any significant change like COVID will create long-lasting change. Yeah. Um, any views on on how some things like have you found? Uh, efficiencies in the business that you didn't have before or, or yeah, how, how are you seeing longer term trends out of this? Yeah. Um, well, I'll focus on COVID because there's general trends in the mobile industry that are separate to COVID. Um, I mean, I think, I think with COVID, the two trends that I, that I noticed really acutely were one, the immediacy in which someone wanted their storage organized and so in the past we would have had sort of a lead time of of sort of a week or two before the delivery or a couple of you know a few days whereas there seems to be a general trend but particularly exacerbated during covid where where we'd had these requests for bookings to take place the next day you know and a lot of pressure around getting it done asap and so that's a trend that i think um is both a sort of macroeconomic um, phenomenon that's taking place that sort of there's an expectation that everyone can do every, anything tomorrow. Um, and that's linked in with the on-demand um, economy that we're kind of living in, that delivery economy where you just press your button on your phone and it happens straight away for you. Um, so there's been, um, you know, that, that's been one of them. And the other thing is generally, I mean, I, I do think that um, COVID's opened up and really showed the, the world that um, you know, you can do a hell of a lot from the comfort of your own home without leaving the house. And so, um, I do think that it works well for the mobile storage industry, and in that we're actually offering a delivery service um, as opposed to having to get in your car and, and drive out and get stuck in traffic. Not that there's much traffic at the moment, but anyway, that's more that's more of a macro macroeconomic trend that's taking place around the general sort of storage world. I think. Um, and like I said, it's it, I mean, working remotely. Is, it's, it's, it, this is all the, the hallmarks of, of, of things that have happened for a lot of people at the moment. So with the working remotely scenarios worked exceptionally well for us. Um, I think most companies would find that. Um, so that, that's, that's and, and, and the reason 
for storage, I think we'll, we'll rebalance back to the norm. So I don't think there's a major change there, to be honest. Um, and everyone says to me, what are the opportunities longer term for, for new storage uh, requirements? I, I, can't, I can't see anything major that's going to fundamentally change there. Um, and, and then there's the general um, mobile storage trends. The, the only thing I'd say, other than, than what I've already mentioned, is that um, I do believe that there is a... Uh, a move towards <clears throat> smaller storage units, so the requirements for smaller amounts of space um, as a general dynamic. Um, but I think the storage guys, or the traditional storage guys, such as yourself, Hans, will probably be better positioned to answer that in terms of the size of the units that you that you guys are building on the facilities. Yeah, you're right. Um, we've seen a shift over the last two or three months to a smaller average unit size. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah. It's, it's not massive, but it's there. And I agree. I think it'll be people looking for a more efficient use of the space. Yeah. Uh, which leads to some good uh, marketing opportunities in terms of volume rather than just sort of floor area and those sorts of things. But um, hmm. Yeah. Well, it also increases the yield if you've got smaller spaces. Sorry? That's right. That's right. Uh, any other comments? Uh, one, one thing I wouldn't mind understanding is if there's any automation that I know you guys are already uh, into, into automation and, and uh, got a very dynamic business in that regard, but is there any automation that you think this, this will uh, it, it positively influence um, your business going forward? Certainly for traditional storages, there's going to be some change automation for health and security concerns, which will be good for business. Any, any yeah. guys? Oh. I mean, this has been kind of one of the key foundations of, of our success in our business is, is really the investment in technology from a very early stage and automation has been implicit in that. And so we've been really driving that fairly hard. Um, does COVID, um, further, you know, incentivize us to, to invest in that. Um, I don't think really other than the realization that um, people are not wanting to speak on the phone as much as they used to before they want to get everything done online. It, it, it goes back to the general trends that we heading towards consumption. The way people consume is different to the way they've consumed in the past where they're happy to get on the phone and have a conversation with someone and, and sort of go out to site to chat with someone. I think today it's this expectation that it should all be online automated um, without speaking with someone. Um, and so that's a trend that um, we've been kind of aware of for a while and, and have continued to want to invest in that. Um, and, and we continue to build that out. Any, uh, any last thoughts you'd like to, to share? with them um... last words last thoughts no I, I feel like i've been um a bit uninspiring I'm, I'm sorry i kind of feel like uh, again there's a lot of buzz around what's happening with covid and what does it mean for us in the industry and um for us it's it's kind of um steady as she goes it doesn't really radically change our plans um we probably could be sharper and smarter with the way we, we're thinking about it. Um, but I, I personally am of the view that um, things will settle back into a routine. Look, it is a steady as she goes industry. One of the great things that we found, again, is that storage has performed well through a major shock. Yep. It's immune to shocks, nor is anything, but it, it's, it's continued to perform. And 
Uh, and look, uh, certainly, you know, your story is inspiring and in that you, you guys are, have got a business that's continued to thrive. Uh, of course, there's some slowdown as everyone's finding, uh, but, but you know, it, it's a fundamentally strong and recurring income business. So, uh, so it's been great that you guys have been able to adapt and, uh, and to get Lindsay Lohan and, uh, and Dolph Lundgren on the line. <laughs> um, it mustn't be that boring a business at all. It must be pretty exciting if, if they want to dial in. Um, like I said, there's a, there's a secret sauce to it. So, um, but yeah. and, and I just want to set the expectation, sorry, Hans, that um, I should mention, it's not that the business has been thriving throughout this period. I mean, we've been, you know, dropping boxes very slightly um, throughout the period. So it hasn't been, it hasn't been growth, but it just hasn't been a, a write-off, I guess. Yeah, no, look, I appreciate your frankness, and I, and I, but I guess comparatively thriving, you know, it's, yep. uh, you know, feel for so many businesses in so many parts of the world that have just had a, had a terrible experience. So, um, uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I understand like the same with us, our occupancy is slightly down, but, uh, and, um, and the occupancy that we have been able to maintain, uh, we're really pleased with, but we've, we've had to discount in order to achieve that. So that's, that's business and that's, uh, that's how it rolls. Yeah. Um, so look, I just wanted to thank you very much for joining us, Ben. It's been great to have a chat and to see you again. Um, yeah, thanks, Ben. Great, great to see Taxi Box uh, there, and uh, and and look forward to chatting sometime uh, in the not too far distant future, and when we can fly to Melbourne, uh, catch up and um, uh, and and see how things are going in. Cool, Hans. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it and uh, loving the series. So thanks. Good on you, mate. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Take it easy. See you, mate. Bye. Cheers. Bye.